Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Cheyenne Bearson, and today we're on with Captain Jimbo Keith. We're going to be discussing his recent trip with Team Salt Life on a fishing charter. How's it going, Captain Jimbo? It's going good, Cheyenne. It's going real good. How you doing? Good. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So as Cheyenne said, I'm Captain Jimbo Keith, and along with my dad, Captain Jim Keith, and my cousin, Captain Stephen Keith, we own and operate Saltwater Assassin Fishing Charters, which is based out of Cedar Key, Florida. Uh, we've been doing this for a long time. Myself, personally, have been doing guiding for 17 years. My dad started our company back in 1985 and uh, been guiding all in the Gulf Coast area of Cedar Key, Crystal River, all the way up towards Steenahatchee. But we mainly run out of Cedar Key, Florida, our home waters, catching trout, redfish, triple tail, snook right now. If it swims in the Gulf inshore, we catch it most of the time. Wow, that's a huge variety. That's really awesome, too, that it's a family business. And I, I'm just curious, how's the fishing been for you guys there this time of year? This time of year, it's exceptional. It's kind of kicking off a, or a late summer, early fall type fishing. Our redfish and slook are biting really well. Our speckled trout are still biting really well. We got a lot of bait moving in on the flats. And in this episode, we target snook and redfish uh, with with uh, the Salt Life team. And we, do a, we put on a pretty good show. Show them what our area is capable of. But uh, we get some big redfish and a few really nice snook. That is awesome. I I was just talking to Jeff the other day, Jeff Stillwell, and he was telling me about the redfish that you guys had caught. And um, I'm excited to hear more about it. So can you tell us about that charter? How did it go? We had a late incoming tide. So it was really low starting about, we started about two o'clock. And the tide was just trickling in, and it was it was going to get right in about an hour and a half. We never could get a snook to cooperate that first afternoon. Uh, but Jeff was able to catch a really nice oversized red. I think it was right around 38 inches. Uh, we were using live finger mullet for that. And uh, we throw them out and just let them lay on the bottom. It's real simple fishing. And uh, we were able to put a couple nice keepers in the boat. We could keep three that day because we had the team with us. And... Uh, we ended up getting our nice limiter redfish, really nice ones. And then on the next day, we went that morning and fished a high outgoing tide with Jeff and the girls, and uh, it was pretty special. We had a really good morning. Did you guys happen to catch any flounder jack on that trip? The first fish we caught the first afternoon was a really nice flounder that Jeff caught, and that was on a live finger mullet as well. Pick it up while we were red fishing, and we put that one in the box and actually took it for dinner that night. Wow, that's awesome. So how did the flounder bite? Like, were you specifically targeting it or did it just, you guys just happen to hook up? Yeah, we just happened to hook up. The flounder in our area are not abundant enough for us to really target them. Uh, but we catch them, you know, as, as a, what we call a bycatch because we're fishing for redfish and snook. You catch speckled trout that way sometimes. You catch jacks that sometimes. Uh, I've actually caught a really nice Kobe a couple weeks ago while I was redfishing with cut bait. So, I mean... When you're using cup mullet, there's no telling what the what you might, you know, pick it up and run with it. That sounds like a nice surprise. That's how it is with the flounder here, too. We never try, but every time we catch one, we're always excited and, and surprised as well. Yeah, for our area, it was a really nice one, too. It's about 19, 20 inches long. So that's a really nice flounder in our area. 
That's awesome. So I heard a little bit of the backstory on this trip, but I know that our listeners are going to want to hear it. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I've known Jeff Stillwell for probably the past, I don't know, six, seven years. Filmed a few other TV shows with him, but we really had a really good time, kind of hit things off. And we just become really good friends over the years. And then when Salt Life contacted us about coming over and doing this show, it uh, was meant a lot to me. And we get, were able to get together and reminisce and, and just pull on a couple of fish together. So that afternoon, he gave me a lesson on the right up on the front of my boat and wouldn't let me catch any. <laughs> but uh, the next morning, I, I, I came back and put a few more in the boat more than Jeff. So I don't get to do that too often. I'm usually busy watching customers and netting fish and unhooking fish and all that good stuff so it was really fun to get up on the front of the boat and and talk and cut up and and uh just have a really good time sounds like a fun and laid back day of fishing it was it was very laid back we were able to have a second boat as well that you'll probably see in some of the clips my dad had his other boat there and was able to team up with us and sit there and chat we stayed close enough and he actually caught some really nice snook what we were trying to catch and uh, he had a camera with him as well and got some really nice footage. And it just showed what we're capable of in Cedar Key. That's really good to hear. So I believe you had mentioned that you went out in the afternoon one day and then the morning and the next said the tides were different, right? Yes, they were. So when we started the first afternoon, we had a really low tide coming in. And then when we started that morning, we had a high tide going out. So sometimes it's better one way or another, but most of the time you just really want to move in tide. Uh, we get two tides in our area. They fluctuate anywhere from three to four foot of uh, water movement. Uh, it's not a huge tide like the East coast, but it's a pretty decent moving tide and the fish really feed on that moving water. Uh, it, it makes a huge difference. Were you guys mostly using cut bait? Yeah, we, this trip we were using mostly cut bait. And the reason being is we had a really hard time getting live bait. Uh, preferably I like live bait for snook, uh, but we were struggling getting live bait. We had a lot of cut bait, so we just went with that. And uh, when you're a charter captain, you learn to be pretty flexible because you can't always have things the way you want it. You can't always have, you know, light wind and incoming tide like you like. So you learn to be flexible and just work what the Lord gives you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a bit of a juggle out there from time to time. Um, with Jeff's big red. What was the fight like on that? How long did would you say he got to fight that for? Oh, he probably on that big red. It was probably a, I don't know. It's probably a one or two minute fight. I had him on a on a seven six rod with a three thousand series reel. Uh, it was a pretty good fight. Uh, I had to get him off of some structure, and he actually got wrapped up on 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 a piling. And Jeff worked with him a little bit, and he he came loose and was able to get him to the boat. We're using heavy leader because snook uh, cut us off quite a bit if we don't. Using that heavy leader, we were able to get him off the pole and the piling and, and get him in. It was pretty good deal. It was probably a 38-inch red, 36, 37-inch, 38-inch red. Pretty nice one. And that's a keeper size? No, our, our redfish in our zone have to be 18 to 27 inches, and you can keep one per person. So the, uh, the oversized fish that we call there are breeder fish. So we like to release those so they can go back and make lots of babies for us to catch. So, uh, yeah, it's really good in our area. So he caught one that was just a little too big. <laughs> yeah, just a little too big. So we got some good pictures of her and uh, got some good video of him fighting her around the boat and all and then turn her loose to make some more babies. Good deal. So with you had mentioned that he got wrapped up in some structure. Do you guys often fish around structure for redfish? 
this time of year, yes, we do. We have a few sets of some pylons we fish, and sometimes we fish some channel markers and stuff and some docks. But uh, this one particular place is is known to tangle you up, and it's got a lot of debris on the bottom. And they, they just a lot of times you lose fish because they make it back there, unless you use really big tackle, which we weren't using that day. Uh, we were using the lighter stuff. Trying to get the most out of the fight for them. That's right. That's right. Yep. Make that TV. <laughs> Always a little bit more fun that way. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. With the redfish, how do you typically target them? Do you try to wait and, and spot them and see them on the surface? Or do you have a general area you know they get in? Or how? How? what's the patterning of those? So in Cedar Key, we have a lot of oyster bars that uh, have shell out around them. The oyster will be kind of up on top of the bar. And then it'll have a nice sand and shell edge. And our redfish and mullet cruise down those edges. And the redfish really kind of get in there because the mullet get in there and the other bait fish. And what we do is we set up off the points and on the edges and we throw our cut bait up there. Our water's kind of dirty, so you don't really get the sight fish for a redfish in our area. But we just kind of generally know where they're going to set up and where the spot is. You might know the general area, but if you don't know exactly where to lay that bait at, your chances of catching them really dwindle. So... When your bait's laid in the right area, you change your higher uh, hookup percentage goes. So we use a simple rig. It's uh, commonly known as a knocker rig. It's just a 3 8 ounce egg sinker, and it's right down on a number four circle hook. So that circle hook and that weight, just it holds it right there. And once the redfish picks it up and starts going with it, it hooks him automatically. So it's pretty simple fishing. You know, it doesn't take a lot of rocket science. Well, it might not take a lot of rocket science, but it sounds like you definitely have to have the right captain to know exactly where to put your bait. That does help. That does help. So when these redfish bite, is it like a slow bite? Is it a lot of action? Do they come in hot or do you have to give them a little time to hook up? Uh, this time of year, they're starting to school up. So when you catch one, the chances of you catching another one in that same spot is pretty common. But when that cup bait You'll feel them on your rod tip. It'll just be jumping, just constant little bumps. And then all of a sudden, that bumps will go away, and you'll feel a big thump. Boom. And it'll feel like somebody just picked your line up and starts walking off with it, starts moving off. And you know it's a bigger fish has grabbed your bait and starts moving off with it. And you just kind of let him have it a little bit. Did you guys take these fish home that you were able to keep that were of legal size and cook them up yourselves? Or did you have a restaurant do uh, cook and catch for you? fish and the flounder back that first afternoon and had them fry the fish up for us uh, a couple of the girls had never had redfish so they were really able to enjoy it and see what it's really like from the from the water to the table and then the second day jeff actually took those home and if you follow him on instagram he prepared it paired them up with some real fancy nice stuff and he did them on the oven i think either in the oven or it looked kind of good that's for sure. I always love to see his recipes. He definitely knows what he's doing in the kitchen. That is for sure. What do the redfish taste like from your point of view? What's your opinion on the taste? Well, <laughs> as far as fish go, I'm kind of spoiled in our area. Uh, I've ate speckled trout and redfish my whole life. So I'm, I'm more partial to a speckled trout than I am a redfish, but a lot of people love a redfish. They're just a little stronger of a fish than a speckled trout. Uh, but by far, snook and triple tail are probably my favorite on the, on the spectrum there of fish. It's a redfish is a white meat. All our fish are pretty white meat. Uh, if you cut the bloodline out of them, it's just, they clean up and they're very good, either grilled or fried. They're very good table fare. 
Compared to flounder, they're a little bit firmer, right? I know flounders can be pretty mushy. Yeah, flounders is flaky, and but it is a little softer of a meat than the redfish. Redfish is a little more dense, but it uh it cooks up really nice. Do you have any other stories or highlights, whether it be from this trip or just day-to-day on the job that you'd like to share with us? From today, actually, I had a new customer on the boat. I actually just got off the boat and got a shower and got set up here. But I had a new guy on the boat, first time he's ever came. His family got him a gift certificate for Christmas, and he was just able to use it. And uh, we sat up on on an oyster bar today. There was a lot of mullet around, but there just wasn't hardly any action happening. We weren't getting bit. And I was just fixing to say, crank it in and let's make a move. And his rod went off, and it was biggest snook he's ever caught. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's it's on. I'll be posting on my story today. I know this won't be live, but uh, it'll be on my story today. It's pretty cool. Rob had a really good day. Uh, caught some oversized redfish today. It was pretty good when you get to take a new customer and stuff like that happens. That's pretty memorable. That's a heck of a Christmas gift. His family did well to be able to put him on his personal best snook, basically as a Christmas gift that he got to use later on in life when he had the time and get the best out of his opportunity. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's a gift that keeps on giving. So, you know, you get to come experience it and then you get some good photography in there and it's something you can, you could take that fish if you wanted to and take it to and get a, a replica made out of it and have you a nice wall. Uh, fish on the wall. Yeah, oh, that's a true truth point. Now this family's gotten something for next Christmas. They know he get, he can get a mount. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you have any upcoming trips that you're excited about? So my upcoming trips, I've got trips booked. I'm a busy guy, but I've got an upcoming TV show with Jimmy and Louisa, part of the Salt Life crew, with Living the Dream. It's going to be the end of September. It will air next year. But I am really looking forward to that. Uh, it's always a good time with them, and they are fishy people. They're very lucky. We always catch them really good, and it's something I look forward to every time I get one on the book. So it's just fun to have them on the boat, and they love catching fish, and Jimmy loves eating fish, and it's it's just really fun time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That sounds like a really exciting charter. I've fished, had the chance to fish with Jimmy and Louisa before. They're such awesome people, and they really are genuine. And like you said, they are fishing people. They get into it, and they know what they're doing, and they make it really fun out there. Yes, they get excited, and it's just it's awesome. People that get to do it every day like we do, sometimes you seem like you get callous to it, but they just bring a whole nother excitement to it. And it's, it's not just for TV, let me tell y'all. It is legit excitement. They love it. It's a passion. You, can, you can't beat that. Yep, it is. It is a passion. That's for sure. Well, hopefully we'll be able to get you on another episode uh, after September and hear the backstory on that trip because I know that's something I would love to hear about. Uh, I'm sure the listeners would too. Anytime. I'd love to get on here. Yep, anytime. Love to give y'all an update on after that that trip, see how it goes, and it'd be really cool. That's awesome. Well, we I hope to talk to you sooner than later about your next trip. And while we have you, could you shout out your social medias for us so we can stay tuned? Absolutely. On Instagram, you can look up C-A-P-T Jimbo Keith. It's an abbreviation for Captain. So it's Captain Jimbo Keith. And then on Facebook, you can send me a friend request at Jimbo Keith. And then on my YouTube is also Jimbo Keith or Saltwater Assassin Fishing Charters. 
We have the Saltwater Assassin Fishing Charters page as well on Facebook and on Instagram. But you can both give us a shout on there and uh, give us a like and follow along. And every day we're posting something good. There's awesome sunrise pictures every morning when we're going out. And then, of course, there's fish pictures all the time. So definitely follow along. Check it out. There's never a dull moment on our on our social media pages. And uh, just come along and join us and see what it's all about. Come fishing with us. That is fantastic. I'm going to have to follow along with Saltwater Assassins. That way I can live vicariously through the page when I'm not on the water. Uh, but we really appreciate you being on the episode. And we look forward to hearing it. And I'm sure that our listeners are going to love it. Good deal. Good deal. Look forward to seeing y'all on the water and uh, keep a tight line. Thank you, Captain Jimbo. Talk soon. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.